final hour at Heinz Field for training camp 2021. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here for the final hour. Thanks to our guys Terrence Garvin and Christopher Carter for joining us in the last hour of the show. As we always do around this time here at training camp, it's time to do a little look around the league, another division preview, our final division to get to today. We're going to go all the way across the coast to the NFC West, the last division that we have to discuss. We'll do this alphabetically, and it doesn't matter if we do it by team name or by team location. Oh, yeah, we good now. Because it's the Arizona Cardinals. Either Absolutely. way, Arthur Motes. Um, my burning question as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals is how good is that defense going to be this year? They, they've still got some of the pieces. Isaiah Simmons enters year two. Mm -hmm. You bring in J.J. Watt. Uh, I think we all know how good Buda Baker is. How good can that defense be, Motsi? Can can it be good enough to to truly win them games? You know, without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins putting up a bunch of points. I feel like they do have the pieces in place. Biggest question is: Is Isaiah Simmons going to take that second year leap? And how are they going to utilize Zayvon Collins hmm. in terms of? Are you cheating him more of that zone concept, which we said he excelled in? Are they going to do more man concepts where that might be better for Isaiah Simmons, but not necessarily better for Zayvon Collins? Hmm. So that's the part where I want to see how they fix that dynamic because I thought last year that was where they struggled a little bit just at that interior part of that defense. Now, we know Chandler Jones went down early in the season. That changed things for them as well, but he's healthy. He now, is. I don't know if he's going to stay there. I was going to say. he wants to get traded. How do you, I was going to say, how do you think that <laughs> – like that is – you know, I like the Cardinals as one of those like sneak up and surprise people mm -hmm. teams this year and a team that could certainly contend for a playoff spot. But that feels like something that needs to be resolved. It's – I guess it's – it's it's <laughs> here we go, Motsu. We haven't said this yesterday. Same church, different pew yes, as the TJ Watt conversation. Like mm -hmm. it's – TJ's still under contract. TJ hasn't demanded a trade or anything like that. But it is, it's, it's in the same lines, why I say same church, different pew. Like, you would want to see that get resolved before you get much closer to the season here. No question. No question you want to get that stuff resolved, man. Like, how do you think that plays out with it? I mean, he has been quietly the most consistent pass rusher in the NFL for five Since years. Since he's coming to the league. Like, yeah. this is a guy – I mean, we, are you not seeing his praises? I'm like, man, know, he knows how Chandler to get Jones. after the quarterback, yep. man. Like, skilled, skilled. Being able to be his teammate for a year and see him work day to day very skilled man very detail-oriented guy and wants to be the best like he loves coming out there and going for double digit sacks 13 14 15 does that every year <laughs> seriously man but I that's one of those scenarios if i am you know the the arizona cardinals i can't let him leave i can't no. but i don't not at this point right and, and granted we don't know the temperament of him to the extent of would he hold out or not in terms of the season, not training camp, but like when he gets to the season, we don't know that dynamic. But as a whole, you lose Patrick Peterson this offseason. You know Chandler Jones is one of your staples for that franchise. Larry Fitzgerald isn't there anymore. Chandler Jones is that 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 final piece out there, man. And he's still in his prime. Yeah. He's still oh. balling. Again, if you look at the last five years. I mean, he has been the most consistent pass rusher in the NFL. There's been times where guys like Khalil Mack have had a better season. T.J. Right. Watt has had a better season. But nobody's more the last, consistent than him. For the man. last five years, his body of work is incredible. He's a double-digit mm -hmm. sack guy every single year that he's healthy. They they need him there. They need him engaged. And as long as that's the case, like I said, I mean, they I think they're a team that's got a real chance to make some noise. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, are you having any concerns about Kyler Murray? Has the league caught up to him? I know we have similar conversations about Lamar Jackson hmm. and that 
you know, it's not a gimmicky offense, but we know that it's more of a specialized offense. Sure, sure. But eventually coordinators do catch up. Do you feel like that's something to concern or be concerned with with Kyler Murray? I mean, I, I think I'd be being a little bit of a hypocrite if I said no. Um, but it feels like, you know, you, you mentioned the Lamar conversation there. There's a big difference there for me, and and that's DeAndre Hopkins, right? Mm. Like uh, maybe we, we have talked a little bit about defenses figuring out Lamar and figure out what the Ravens are doing. And maybe if they had a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, it would be a little bit different. That, to me, is a big X factor for the Cardinals for Kyler Murray. Um but I think that's fair. This this feels like, and, and you could speak on this better than me, is obviously he was not there when you were there, but this is also an organization that you were a part of, the Arizona Cardinals. Does this feel like the real, like this is the make or break season for Cliff Kingsbury, right? It has to be. Like you've either got to take a noticeable step forward or if you step back or if you plateau, they might be going shopping for a new head coach next time. I could easily see that. I mean, we already saw them do that one year into uh, right. Steve Wilkes being out there, man. Right. They, they don't pull any punches in terms of, their patience or their ability to sit here and give guys a little bit more time or not. So, yeah, man, I think for Cliff Kingsbury, he definitely is going to start feeling that because, remember, when he came in, not only was it a drastic shift from we just hired a coach a year ago, but remember, they got rid of the 10th overall pick. A Josh Rosen out of there. A year later as well. Head coach out of there. So you had mass overhaul, but the, co the coach had his ability to fully get in the people that he wanted to bring in. You can't have that type of power that type of ability to construct correct and then not be producing correct <laughs> yeah when you do that we expect wins we expect Wait, playoff appearances it's like, at it's, least. Like the, it's like the chip kelly thing yes, right like absolutely. if we're gonna give you this much power and decision making mm -hmm. and, and over the roster and everything you better give us some results in the first you know three years or so or else we're gonna be moving along yep. I, I am with you on that one now we go to sunny los angeles to talk about those rams who have themselves a fancy new quarterback, Arthur Motes. Listen, this Rams team, I mean, they've been buzzing for a few years, right? They won a playoff game on the road last year. Could have continued that run, I think, um, if Aaron Donald wouldn't have been. That was a big part of their demise last season in the second round of the playoffs. A healthy Aaron Donald might have made a big difference there. Uh, we all know they were just in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They've won games consistently, been in the playoffs pretty consistently, I think every year except for one under Sean McVay. Motsi, the defense has some really nice pieces, namely that guy, Aaron Donald, that bad man, and Jalen Ramsey as well. We know the offense has some tools. They sustained an, an unfortunate injury to uh, to Cam Akers, their running back uh, in, in preseason, in, in training camp, minicamp already, so he is going to be out. But is Matthew Stafford the guy? Is, is, is that the difference now, right, for the Rams to finally get over that hump to maybe get back to an NFC Championship game or maybe even another Super Bowl? No, I think he's definitely the missing piece, man. When you talk about Matthew Stafford, he's a guy that has been ultra successful, right? I mean, in terms of just him as a player, not in terms like of relatively for right. his location for him and, yeah. in Detroit. He has been very successful, yes. man. Yes. He has shown that, yo, in the midst of organizational dysfunction, players surprisingly retiring, all the other adversity that he has had to endure, Matthew Stafford has been a constant. And when you talk about the Rams, we know Boy Wonder, right? I mean, we love what, what McVay's been able to do out there offensively, but we felt that at times, man, you, you, you're a genius, but you got limited personnel Correct. at the most important position. Correct. Well, now. It's like he was the head of a NASCAR pit crew, but he didn't have a race car. He was driving a Ford Escort. <laughs> so it's like, hey, man, great concept. I love your idea, but we need a little bit more here. Yeah, you had the big fancy garage, yeah. but you didn't have the sports car sitting in there. Now he has that sports car. Yeah. 
and they still got a ton of those pieces on defense. They do. That's the part and for me. And on offense, I mean, Robert that makes me so excited, man. They bring in Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, all they need, they needed the quarterback. Quarterback was the big part. And Matthew Stafford, I'm 100% confident he'll be able to get it done out there. And I love the fact that even though when you talk about quarterbacks going from domes to having to play outside, he went to L.A. Yes. If he went, Correct. you know, northeast. Correct. Southern part of the eastern part of the states where the weather becomes more of a factor. Seattle, for example. Sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Concerns. But he's going to L.A. It's going to be like he's playing in a dome anyway. It's true. So when I think of that, I'm just like, <laughs> Some man. Some of the best this, weather you can get in this country yeah, I'm is like, Southern man, California. He, they, they, the Rams, I'm, I'm very excited about watching them this season, man. Me too. I, I am as well. I, I think they've been fun to watch over the last couple years, particularly with the way that Sean McVay has them operate on offense and with a couple of those studs that they have on defense, those playmakers on defense. But we'll see. Matthew Stafford feels like he could be the missing piece, but it is a very good division. It is certainly also a conference that still has the Packers and the Buccaneers in it. Um, but it feels like this is a year for the Rams to kind of get back to where they were, which was being in the conversation as a, as a true NFC contender there pretty consistently. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, we're going to take a break here, get our clock back on schedule for this final hour of the show after our lengthy interview with our buddy, <laughs> Mr. Carter. Hey, I'm not complaining. I was going to say, yeah, we are a little bit off time-wise. It shout, happens. Shout out to our guy Jacob for juggling everything for us back in the studio. When we come back on the other side, we'll finish up this <laughs> NFC West conversation. Start to get to some of your tweets as well. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, live at Heinz Field. Training Camp 2021 coverage on SNR. City Premium Outlets or the Tanger Outlets, or you can always just visit online and shop online at shop.steelers.com for all your Steelers merchandise needs directly from the team. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler continuing our final division preview here in our final hour of training camp coverage. Just two more teams to discuss to put a bow on this look around the league. Motesy, it's the Niners. A team that was just in the Super Bowl two years ago against the Chiefs. Uh, a team that had, what, a 10-point lead in the second yeah. half of that Super Bowl, I think it was. Um, now, last year, obviously, a lot of injuries, namely to their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, to their, you know, their stud pass rusher, Nick Bosa. They take a step back last season. They go up. They trade. They get Trey Lance in the draft. He's flashed at moments throughout preseason and training camp. That will obviously be an interesting angle to keep an eye on, and, and that's my question for you, Motsi. I guess it's kind of similar to the talk that we, when we were discussing uh, the, the the Bears and Andy mm -hmm. Dalton, the, the the veteran who has won games and won division titles, but we know has some limitations with the upstart, the rookie, Justin Fields. Similar conversation here. How soon do you see Trey Lance being ready to play, or do you think that this is just it's going to be Jimmy's job to start the year. If things go well for the Niners and they win and they're, you know, they're, they're having a good season, it'll be his role. How do you think this quarterback battle shakes out in the Bay? I mean, everything that Shanahan is saying, he's making it seem like they really want to stick with Garoppolo. He has. But we know coaches lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a second. Don't say that on here. I mean, some people, they, they refuse to believe, you know, with some of that James Washington stuff that coaches could ever lie. Coaches lie. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so as much as Shanahan <laughs> says that Garoppolo is going to be his guy all season, 
even if Garoppolo stays healthy all season, I still feel like we'll see some Trey. Yeah. And I think, it's going to be short leash. And, and I do think that Trey's role will expand as the season goes on. I know we talked about it earlier. I said uh, um, initially their approach is probably going to be Alex Smith, Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick with the Niners in terms of how they utilize Correct. those guys. And they had success doing that. Yeah, they definitely did. I think that's going to be how it starts out. But, yeah, that leash is going to be too short for Jimmy. I think so too. I just and again, even because you don't, you even don't have to play bad, and you don't trade up to the third. You don't yeah. give up what the Niners gave up for a guy that you like. You move yeah. up for like that for a guy that you love, that you well, think is the one. And I just look at it like understanding that situation. You don't even have to play bad if you're Jimmy G. Jimmy G's game is conservative though, and all it's going to take is one or two moments in some of these critical moments where you might be saying to yourself, "Hey, if he would just." take a little bit more chance right here if he was a little bit more aggressive and then you'll be looking over there at Trey and if Trey is doing these things which he should be carving up teams in practice like yes yeah that, that should yes. be it's gonna be hard that's what you want to see right. we've talked about how you want to see that athleticism pop in these settings and, and Trey Lance seen is the certainly a guy that has that. practicing yeah. in game so that's gonna yeah. be really difficult to keep him off the field now the reason why I, f I had a different tone with Jimmy G's situation compared to, like, Andy Dalton's situation. I personally feel like Andy Dalton's a better quarterback. Okay. I think Andy Dalton gives you a little bit more passing-wise. He'll take more chances. We obviously knew what he was doing with A.J. Green for the years that he was over sure. in uh, Cincinnati. Sure. I think that he has a better chance of lasting longer and holding off Justin Fields than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think with Jimmy G, it's just going to be super conservative, not in a bad sense, but just in a Alex Smith sense. Like, Good quarterback, and good they've got player. a lot around him right. there too. But like Alex Smith, you we hey Kansas City won't tripping on Alex Smith until you know Patrick Mahomes is sitting behind him. You're just kind of like, I don't know if Mahomes is going to be what he is now, but you want to see. There's only one way to find right. out. Right, I, I want to see. And you're kind of like, we're kind of capped right. with this guy because like, this guy can win us games. They'll, they'll even get you a playoff victory here or there, but yeah. you never feel like they can be enough to push you over the hump. Correct. And with Jimmy G. I just feel like that's I, the perception with him. I agree with that, and I think a lot of people would say, well, what do you, he was just in the Super Bowl two years ago. What do you mean he can't get them over the hump? He makes one open throw to Emmanuel Sanders downfield. And that's considered and they, and they the win hump. that Super Bowl. And but that, those that, are the plays we're talking those about. Those are the plays we're talking about. Yeah, that, that to me stands out very clearly now in hindsight and having these type of conversations. And, I j again, I just keep coming back to Kyle Shanahan. They did not give up, the, what was it, two first-round picks and some other assets to move up six spots in the it's, it's yeah. not like they were picking in the 20s and moved Correct. up to three like they 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 moved up just a few spots and they give up a lot to do it again you don't do that for somebody that you're in like with you do that for someone that you're in love with and i do think it'll be jimmy g to start the season yeah. certainly but that that sh that leash is going to be pretty short yeah and with trey it's a different situation as well because i know for me i don't like playing young quarterbacks early and i want them to kind of sure. be able to sit behind and sure. watch but you got to remember trey he's missed pretty much what 18 months of football he's in the last two three years he's had like one or two games in that time frame only correct. only one correct. collegiate season correct and like only the last one collegiate and season yeah and in his in his entire college career i mean he played like 12 or 13 that's, games that's that not a ton of football it's not a ton of football so part of me is like he needs to be more involved and i think what shanahan is trying to do by starting it out with you know, Trey Lance getting his little packages here and there. He's going to continue to just get his exposure to ball, to just seeing it because he hasn't seen enough That's just a, it's yet. It's a great point, too. You can look great like in just, practice, like all this Fields, stuff. Justin Fields, he's played. He, he, he's we've played. seen him good, bad. We've seen 
Uh, we saw him, him. Put, we saw him put the team on his back and beat Clemson right. in, in a playoff that. game. We haven't seen any of that. Like yeah. Trey Lance's shining performance was against JMU in the national championship game. Now I love JMU. I'm not I'm not going to talk bad about him, but you doing you it against JMU defense him. compared to you doing it on Sunday? Uh, is way drastically different, Especially man. that JMU defense without Arthur Motes oh, out hey, there hey, patrolling, hey, patrolling hey, hey, the hey. sidelines, don't, don't, you, don't you talk about no, me You know like what? That. Honestly, that's 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 astute, but I hadn't even thought of that angle of, I mean, this guy has played one game in the last 18 months, one real live football, competitive football mm -hmm. game in the last 18 months. Um, it's, I think it's fair to, to give him some time to adapt, to get back up to speed for the game to slow down. Um, all those things. But I, I also agree with you in the fact that, man, the Niners, you look at that roster, and there's a lot to like about that roster. Good defense. Some some of the best playmakers in the league on that defense. Um, an offensive line that is solid. A run game that has been successful as long as Kyle Shanahan's been there. I mean, they stay healthy. They have got all the tools to get back to another NFC Championship game. To I mean, I love their get defense. Back to another, oh, how love could you not? Out there. I mean, they got they got the playmakers at every level. You and I, I mean, we, we've talked about Fred Werner a bunch this offseason. I think everyone's kind of forgotten Nick Bosa a little bit because he missed most of last year. But You if know he, it's crazy when he's the forgotten one. Ex exactly. If he, <laughs> if he builds on that rookie yeah. season, he's going to be just an absolute force to deal with coming off the edge. They got a lot of nice pieces. They obviously need the quarterback situation to come together, and like everybody, they need some health, luck to fall their way. But uh, much like the Bears, I'll be interested to see how this quarterback situation plays out with the 49ers as the season rolls along. Last but not least, because, I mean, I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they'll be pretty good, honestly. And I like their quarterback, so they're definitely not least. <laughs> we have talked 31 out of 32 teams in the NFL here at training camp over the last couple weeks. The Seattle Seahawks are the last one, Motsi. My question for you as it relates to Seattle, that moment, it feels like a big issue for them since they were contending for Super Bowls, Correct. since they had the back-to-back -back Super Bowl appearances, has been that defense. Right. Man, buddy, about the halfway point of last season, you know, they, they acquired Carlos Dunlap, Jamal Adams, it seemed like really started to, to fit and gel with what they were asking him to do. That defense did a big 180 in the last half of last season. That's a big part of why they were able to win that division. Can the defense continue that now for an entire year? Can that carry over? Can the Seattle defense that we've seen, like other than Bobby Wagner, has had its holes over the last few seasons, they really started to figure it out in the back half of last season. Does that continue? I have my doubts. I I'm do not too. <laughs> I know they just paid Jamal Adams, but – I just still I, I question that secondary right now, man. Me too. If they went out and got a Stephon Gilmore, right. but, but you, a little you, bit better. You, you lose Griffin. Davian Howard. Yeah. I'm to say Griffin's gone. I understand you paid Jamal, but Jamal isn't a game changer in coverage. Correct. He is a blitzing safety. You blitz safeties that can't cover. That, that's what you do with those type of guys. So Correct. essentially he's a will linebacker. That doesn't make me feel better about their secondary. I did like what Dunlap was able to do with his pass rush. I thought that was something they were missing in terms of just having a guy that could yes. win on his own. Someone off the edge. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, they've struggled to find that since Cliff Averill and company, Michael Bennett, all those guys left there. They've really been trying to find that next guy. Could Bruce Irvin turn back the clock? <laughs> They I mean, tried I that like a couple that, times. But they've, but they've tried yeah. that too many times. So that's kind of like when I think of them, I'm just like, are they still going to be able to generate enough of that rush? And is that secondary better now than it was at the end of last season? Because Probably I'm looking not. at the pieces that left, and I just personally don't think that it will be. I agree with you on that. 
now there there is still time. They could always make a move, and they've been aggressive in they Seattle been, when yes. it's when it's come to to trades. And th I mean, they they acquired Jamal Adams, they acquired Carlos Dunlap, they they gave up a bunch of the, the tackles that they got from the Texans a few years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Brown, right? Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown. Yep. So so they've been active. Uh, they've been willing to take risks and make moves this time of year. So that could certainly still happen because there are some defensive backs, some corners who are rumored to be available out there on the market, maybe a little disgruntled with their current situations. But I, yeah, I just. For me, if you tell me the defense is going to look like they did in the second half of the season, this is going to be a team that's going to win double-digit games. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've, I think they've got the head coach. Pete Carroll has been doing it now for, for a long time successfully in Seattle. Uh, you and I both believe in Russell Wilson, his ability to win games. Do you feel like they did enough to upgrade that offensive line for but Russell? But that's the question, too, is so much of that, – that's been the thing, is, is ever since the Legion of Boom era when they went to back-to-back -back Super Bowls, they've still been a good team. But the offensive line and the defense have held them back. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they've done enough to change it. I agree with you. And just because, again, just because we saw the defense come together the last yeah. six weeks of the season last year, those things don't always carry over into the next year. In fact, more often than not, they, it, it do, they do not right. carry over <laughs> into the next season. That gives me some pause because, again, I this is a Seattle team. If, if they can figure out the offensive line, if they can just get average, slight above average by their defense, again, they're going to win games. They're going to be right. in playoff position. Um, but, man, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, Seems like Russell Wilson has been a little unhappy with that situation. <laughs> yeah, and rightfully so, man. You talk about Russ, and we know what he's meant to that franchise, especially since the Legion of Boom, where it's been Russ. Where everyone it's thought, well, Russ. okay, Seattle's going to go back to irrelevance, right. and they've continued to win divisions and win double-digit games. But if you're Russ, I mean, every single year, you see what you're having to do, and they still... Even this all season, think about that. How often he was talking about publicly. His he went on Dan Patrick's show for like a whole day like and was talking about. We never hear about line. Russ. We never, never hear Russ in the media like that. Yeah, that's how long this has been going on. So Russ is that frustrated where he's coming out of character and publicly speaking about it to the point where we were concerned if he would even be in Seattle this season. Think about that. That's right. That's right. You know, before before it was all the talk about Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. it was all the talk about Russell Wilson. Yeah, man. So I just don't feel like they've done enough to change that I agree. right now. So I, I still I think feel they're like take a step back this year. Yeah, I think they either take a step back or they're going to still be that they're fun to watch, they're interesting, but you oh, don't absolutely. take them serious. They'll they'll be in every game that right. they play. Right. But you just never take them. You always know like hey, they don't have enough. They don't have enough. Russ might be a yeah. hero for one, but the next 3 games he's not going to be able to do this. Yeah. Just and that's just yeah. not a formula to having success in the playoffs. Not you at can all, man. get to the playoffs like that in the National Football League, but eventually somebody's going to be able to, like the Rams were last year. Absolutely. Uh, make relative easy work of you. I mean, the Rams did kind of make it look easy in that game. Uh, all right, Motsi, last one. Who wins the NFC West this season? I'm going Rams. Me too. Yeah, Rams, I feel like they're the most complete. They got the quarterback. They got the coach. Love the location. They don't have to worry about weather like that. Yeah, definitely Rams. S number two, would you give the edge to the Niners, to the Cardinals? Still thinking maybe Russ is enough for the Seahawks? No, I'm going to go Niners. If they're healthy, they're – I think so. T if they're healthy, the yeah. Rams and the Niners. The, the only reason, like, I look at both teams healthy. The only reason I go Rams is I like the quarterback better. I feel like Stafford is definitely the better quarterback Agreed. than Jimmy G. But Agreed. Jimmy G, I feel like San Fran has the better team. Their roster top to bottom is I, – I love their there's team. There's not a lot of holes on yeah. that. I mean, they've got playmakers on offense. They've got a great tight end. They've got a great mm -hmm. linebacker, a great pass rusher. Left tackle. Left, I mean, that's true. Come on now. That's true. They, yeah. they are across the board. You look at their position for position. It's great. It's hard-pressed to find another it's, team like that, man. Like, if we were just doing pure roster on paper right. talent-wise, they would have one of the top two or three Like, in, they, in they the have that. They yeah. definitely do, man. But 
even with their good quarterback, I just feel like Stafford is going to show that he can be in that great category. Because he's, I think he's in that really good category, but this is going to get – He's always kind of been in that second – Right, that that second second wave, that second tier. This This is is his opportunity to take a step forward. And I just think that, barring injury, he should be able to prove that. I think so, too. He should be able to show that. I'm I'm excited for him to get that opportunity just because – he, he let's. I mean, we don't. He's need long to, overdue. We, we don't. Yeah, we don't need to <laughs> sugarcoat it. Like overdue, he was in no man's land in Detroit. Yeah. Um. That's just like that feels like a not to you know make any Raiders fans angry, but that's just a black hole up there. Honestly, man. In Detroit, um, I'll be very interested to see what Matt Stafford can do. Yeah. It's it's always fun to watch those guys who go from um organizations where they can't get much done by themselves to now having an opportunity and and how they how they handle that and obviously that'll be the conversation around Matthew Stafford. That was our conversation for the NFC West. All of our division previews now done. Uh, We will do more official predictions when we get into September and closer to the season, and we'll pick all of our playoff teams and our MVPs and Rookie of the Years and all that when we get to that point. But a nice little training camp preview, some burning questions as we preview in divisions around the league. One more segment to go here on the Steelers Blitz today, here for us at Heinz Field as it relates to training camp 2021. So, hey, Motsi, if these people got questions, comments, concerns, or reactions, they better tweet now or hold their peace. Yeah, for a long time. At Wesley Euler, <laughs> at the body 52. Duh, body. And we will get to your tweets as we wrap up the show on the other side. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz from a soggy Heinz field. It's training camp 2021 on SN. <laughs> Final segment at Heinz Field for Training Camp 2021 on SNR. Don't worry, our coverage isn't going away, all right? We're not leaving. You got the Steelers Roundup coming up next. You've got a late show tonight down at the North Shore. We got more coverage ongoing um, throughout the rest of the week. But this is our last segment from Heinz Field. Last time Motsi and I, last time any of our shows. Hey, can I file my grievance we'll now? Be down here. Go for it. Okay. Here's my grievance. All right. Airing of grievances. So tonight. You we said got the Festivus a little bit quicker this so, year. So it's, it's a later show tonight, you said, right? There's a late show tonight, yeah. And, and that's going to be on location at a place where they. Uh, North Shore Tavern, yes. Yeah, 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 I mean. Yep. Right, nice right by PNC yeah, Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right by third base at PNC yeah, Park. Yeah, I'm just asking myself, how do I, how, how do we get on location where it's food accessible to us? I mean, y'all teasing with Burgatory, the first on location I do with you. Next thing I know, <laughs> it's never available to us. Like, like you, you set the standard for me so high, and now I feel let down. Listen, Arthur Motes, this is another one of those, like, the people who were mad at us yesterday for not talking <laughs> about Chase Claypool. <laughs> this is way above my pay grade. No. All right. The powers that be in our building, in our company, that make the decisions of who's going where, who's doing what, that is way <laughs> above my pay grade. We sit in the rain. They get in the restaurant. How does this work? You're yelling at the ball boy right now when you need to be talking to the head coach. Listen, I don't want to hear any of this pay grade stuff. We saw the alumni jacket that you wore in here yesterday for Oh, w- WVU's a different big, conversation. Big booster jacket right WVU's there. WVU's a different so, – I mean, I'm on the payroll for the athletic department yeah, yeah. at WVU. So, 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 that is so, a different so you conversation got big pay, bro, okay? You're in every pay grade. No pay grade is above you, especially at SNR, man. So, yeah, baby, I just – I, I'm sending it your way. You you send it to the people that need to have it sent to. I will let the people know that <laughs> Arthur Motes is willing to get out there amongst the living. For as, food. As long as there's food involved. 
uh, hey, we'll say we'll work for food. I was gonna say that's that's how yep. Wolf and that's how Wolf and Williamson are. Like they yep, we'll work for food. They don't want to do shows out somewhere unless there's food involved, <laughs> unless it's like the South Park Clubhouse. In fact, when I, when I think about it, you know, as we're getting ready to North kill Shore these tweets, Tavern. when me and Wolf started, we were at a restaurant. Were you? And he would eat every single time, and I was oh, like, dude, he. how do you do this? I love it. We used to do Wednesdays at the South Park Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, Wolf, Williamson, and Ben's. Right, uh -huh. and I would be their on-site guy, and occasionally, like if one of them needed to show off, I would right, right. I would fill in. The Wolf and Williamson, I kid you not, they would order like two dozen wings as mm -hmm. an appetizer. They would get salads. Um, they would get like a full rack of ribs. Yeah, dude, I'm they would glad get like you said three that. pieces of cheesecake for dessert. Like it was insane. Bro, we do we would do a Monday night show at Giant Eagle Market District. Okay, and oh. Wolf would have the biggest spread. I'm just like Wolf. <laughs> How do you eat all this and still have a conversation? Like, and it's into the conversation. I mean, you know, Wolf, he all energy, he's bringing. I'm just like, oh. If I, I do that, that's I'm like burping. And I'm, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wolf down food Dude, like those guys Dude, you heard me getting choked up when I had the almonds the other day. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> Williamson would be putting down a rack of ribs in the middle of explaining to you uh, what the Bills defensive Seriously, line was going to try and do to the Steelers. It, it is a sight to behold Absolutely, for sure. Man. Uh, all right, Motsi, let's get to the tweets here before we get up out of here. CC Ryder says, sending you guys the rain from Portland. Thanks for all the entertaining <laughs> shows. Since you're both glass half full kind of guys, what do you think is the ceiling for the offensive line this season? Uh, below average, average, or do they have a chance to be above average? Now, this is ceiling again, remember. Mm -hmm. Ab I think you could say above. Like, above average doesn't mean great. Above average means the 12th best offensive line in the league. Time on now. 12 best. Is 16th would be average. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like when Maybe you, you got to be closer to 10. Yeah, I feel like when you're flirting with that top 10, that that to me. And then like top five is right. great. Right. That's I feel fair. Like, yeah. I, th I, think, I think average is the answer. That, that would be. My, I just didn't like how it sounded. When you say average, it, it never comes off in the best tone. Correct. But honestly, but that's what I feel for this group the right now. If they're the 15th or the 16th best line in the league. I, you know what, I think that would be an improvement on last year. Oh, I mean, you think about how they were from a running game standpoint. They they, they were dead last in the league. Yep. They got to improve. They got to improve. If, they, if, we're, if they're sitting at 15th in terms of just how they are as an offensive line, I think we will all be highly impressed and a little bit surprised. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Motsi, this is a moment in history right here. Uh-oh. Our buddy CR Steeler Nation Chicago. Wait a minute now. Has got a Twitter account Stop finally. Playing. Don't you don't you don't you say that. He, and he tweeted us. CR doesn't have Twitter, man. CR I don't CR has Twitter. Wh what's the Twitter name? Steel I don't I don't Nation believe it until you say Chicago. Wow, that's definitely CR Steeler Nation Chicago. Listening to my show. Most and you <laughs> The Wild Wild West. The Wild Wild West. Uh, he he tweets the bad boys are telling it like it is as MC Hammer says can't touch this. Mm, mm. I, I think we're the is he saying are we the baddies? I like, like, we, we, we bad boys. I think he's saying yeah. I think he's saying we the baddies. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Daniel tweets us and welcome to the tweet party, Cr. All Absolutely. right, I mean we know wow. you'll be we know you'll be getting involved with it. He got tired of no phone lines. He said I'm gonna take this matter into my own hands. <laughs> Daniel tweets us and says question for Arthur Motes. What was your favorite memory? One memory. While playing for the Steelers, favorite single memory. Memory. Oh, that's a tough one. Well, because I mean, I have my, but I always feel bad when I go personal instead of going like no. team concept. That that's why it's your favorite yeah. memory. 
but for me, I, I do have a tie between my two favorite moments here as a Steeler, just off the top of my head. First one is um, both from 2014 season, but just different parts of the season. One was, the, I think it was the third game of the year, uh, playing against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Um, Jarvis Jones is up getting hurt. I get the opportunity to come in. I get a big sack on Cam Newton, play really well in that opportunity. We, on the, we ultimately go out there and, like, destroy them in that game, too. We got after them pretty good. But for me, because that was my first sack as a Pittsburgh Steeler, but everything leading up to it, the adversity of I come over here on a one-year deal, taking a chance, switching positions, and early on it wasn't going how we planned. I'm playing well in practice, but we weren't rotating. It was Jarvis and Worlds. So you go through two games. I'm coming from Buffalo. I'm the starter. I'm playing a ton of snaps mm-hmm. to three plays in the Browns opener, three plays in the Thursday night game, or in that, that, that following week game against the Baltimore Ravens. So you can imagine going into that third game. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, what is happening here? Like, did we make a mistake here? Wife's pregnant. You know how it goes. Right, a lot right. of adversity, man. <laughs> Absolutely. But one thing leads to another. I go out there and make that play, and that ultimately changed everything here for me. So that was the first play. And then the second one. Monday Night Football, Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco's at quarterback. I guess the sack, my first Monday Night Football game. Yeah, yeah. Right here at Heinz Field was crazy. Big play. And then I ended up having a forced fumble later in that game. We ended up winning. It was just an awesome feeling. Awesome feeling. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I love that. I think you told, have told me no, that those, a couple years are, ago. But I, right I, there, I always love hearing about those, Yo. for sure. Uh, Mary tweets us and says, with all this taunting conversation, does this mean we can no longer call you-know-who the Ratbirds. Uh, Mary's asking the important questions. That is, that's, a, that's a great question. Mary's asking the important questions. No, because we can't. I can't get flagged for taunting. Well, technically it's not taunting because we're not directing it towards them. Like, it, we're if, just if, saying Ratbirds. Right. Well, because there's no difference. Like, we're going to – we say, well, celebrating, right? Celebrating and celebrating. We might say whatever we want to say while we celebrate. Now, if I direct it to you and you're in that vicinity, now we're in the taunting range. So, yeah, we can say Ratbird unless you're by a raven and then you're, you know, looking directly. Hey, you Ratbird. Yeah, I'm not going to go to M&T Bank Stadium. I'm not doing that. No. Tailgate yeah, with yeah, those dudes yeah, yeah. That, 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 that wear the purple camouflage right. pants yeah. every game and yeah. call them rap birds. I'm that, not going to do that. Yeah, that, 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 that might fall into the taunting category. But when we <laughs> sing our songs on Friday, the oh, two times before the Steelers play the Ravens, Talk you, about you it. know I'm going to work it in there. I'm about to say you better. And he tweets us and says, I thoroughly enjoyed the taunting discussion today, guys. Well done. Now for an abrupt change of subject. How much uh, impact will having crowds back make at games this year, particularly in close games, mm-hmm. and do we think that last year's playoff loss to the Browns would have been any different with butts in seats? I think fans – I mean, fans being in the stadiums are, are 100% going to have an impact. Absolutely. You talk about – I mean, you look at the win-loss split between home and away teams last year, drastically different because of no crowds being there when you think of traditional home and away advantages. The statistics show – Home teams have favor. They have the advantage. That's why we put a premium on home field advantage. We put a premium on home court advantage. Playing at home, playing in front of your fan base, you feed off of that. Your role players, they feed off of that energy as well. Now, in terms of do I think it would have been a significant difference in the outcome of that Browns and Steelers game, honestly, I don't. I felt like the Steelers, regardless of that fan, because it was fans in the stadium. Remember, it was still people there. 10,000. The, the issue was, man, yeah. they just weren't locked in early on. You did, Correct. you put yourself in a four-touchdown hole in the first quarter. That is extremely hard to get out of, regardless of fans being there or not. Mm-hmm. So, 
even if a crowd would have been there, those four touchdowns like that and the way that it happened and how fast, essentially the crowd gets taken out of it like that. Yeah. That's what you try to accomplish right. as a defense or as the road now, team. Yeah. When there was when there was those moments towards the end of the game where the Steelers were starting right, right. and they the crowd would have helped in those moments, yeah. maybe provide a little extra boost, but I'm with you. When you fall behind by twenty eight points, like, that's tough. As much as we love Steelers fans yeah. and we know they're rabid, when you're down twenty eight nothing, everyone's sitting what, on what their hands. We're yeah. sitting on our hands here, like, Oh my goodness, how did that happen? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Steel City Champs, he's trying to split a crowd here. Here we go. He says, I've got a question for the Migos. Uh-oh. Hey, hey. Mama. Out of Pitt, WVU, and JMU, tell us who's the better, the best university and why. Let the debates begin. Oh, now he's really trying to start some fights here, isn't I he? I feel like that's going to be beef just between y'all two, though. You know, I don't beef with, you know, any of the quote-unquote one A's. That's the beat of being a one double. We operate to the beat of our own drum. But to be fair, though, he asked about the university, not necessarily no, the but athletics. No, that, that, but I'm saying, though, as a whole, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, listen, in all honesty, and we all make our jokes and everything, all three of those schools, outstanding universities. It depends on what your cup of tea is, right? Yeah. If you want to go to a city school, you'd you probably want to you'd yeah. wanna go to Pitt. If you want to have some more space, if you want to be in your own environment, yeah. maybe Morgantown's mm -hmm. for you. JMU feels like it's a good kind of balance of, mix, of, of yeah. both of those. Um, but – Listen, we all, everyone loves to argue about their universities and their alma maters, but it all comes down to what fits you for your major, what you're looking for in a college and a campus. Well, shoot, let's be real. I can go to any one of them universities. I'm still going to have a blast. <laughs> I'm still going to have some fun with it. <laughs> oh, and that's true. Chris Carter is a Cheney alum, to be technical. Ooh, he got his law degree ooh. at Pitt, but he got his undergrad at Cheney. All put right, well, put the respect on it. We're running out of time here. Jason tweets and says, how many all-purpose yards do you think Najee will have 17-game season? All-purpose yards. I'm third. Mm, 13. Is, but it's an extra game. And remember, all-purpose yards, uh, uh, too. No, I'm so, saying yeah. 1250. 1,400. Ooh. How about that? Because to me, 1350 is like the barometer. Like, that's kicking some serious butt. But he's a rookie, and we got questions on his offensive line. Yes, we do. I think that yeah. is putting it <laughs> – I think that is putting it nicely. Uh, Motsi, that's going to do it for the tweets today. That's going to do it for us down here at Heinz Field. It's been a blast. It has been. We've had fun. We had to dodge the weather a couple of these days. We've been, uh, you know, like peeling off the seats here because mm -hmm. it's been so hot some of these days. Uh, but thanks to everybody who was able to make this possible. Best uh, memory? Best memory of Since here? we've been here, yeah. You, Carter and I cramming into the back of your car in the middle of that rainstorm <laughs> last week for you to drive us back to our vehicles. I love uh, it. Thanks to everybody who helped put us on. Everybody here at Heinz Field, Regan Baruby, Brian LaMartina, our guy Chris Carter for hanging out with us every day, Brian Backo, uh, Jacob Recht, Kellen Gursky, who's no longer with us. Like, look, with the company, all right? Not, uh, not something tragic. I was about to say, man, do we get knocked off? <laughs> Tom Opperman, I think, was doing some producing for us at one point, too. Thanks to everybody who put their hand in this pile. And, of course, all of you for listening and on the Twitter.com. You know that the reason we have a 24-hour radio network is because of the Steeler Nation. And don't go anywhere. Our coverage continues. Up next, you got the Steelers Roundup and another late show this evening. And, folks, we are getting closer to the real thing. And you always know the best place to find your Steelers content. It's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>